Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Hey, this morning we're continuing on into a series we started uh, last week. We're just doing this for two weeks, but we're talking about prayer. Uh, the, the, the title of the series is simply just pray. You know, this is something that um, as we continue to look through what Jesus taught his disciples, I think it's something that we should be adding and having a part of our life each and every day. And so... Um, as simple as it is, as simple as understand or hearing about prayer, um, as I talk to people, as as I even search myself and what I was taught about prayer, uh, I realized, man, there's some things that, that we can continue to grow in. There's some things that we need to understand and adjust. There's some things that we need to maybe help get it off the ground when it comes to us and having this connection with God. The thing I do remember in this, so the thing I do know above all else is that when it comes to prayer, when it comes to, to taking that, that action to, to pray, I know it's, it's less about religion, it's more about relationship. And so this morning I want to kind of take the next step. Last week we talked about how we should pray, and we literally just looked at what Jesus had to say about it. Uh, this morning we're going to take the next step and we're going to talk about why we pray. So if you're okay with that, I think it's important for us to, if we're going to do a series on prayer, let's pray about what we're going to do, uh, and let's start off there, and we'll go and uh, see what God has for us. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much um, that we have the opportunity as your sons and daughters to approach you, to have conversations with you on, on the daily. Um, I pray that's not something that we would neglect. I pray that's not something we would overlook. I pray that this morning as we look at to what your son had to say about prayer, as he taught his disciples, I pray that we would be taught as well. I pray that we would experience spiritual growth this morning as we, as we learn about this and as we take it into the week and as we put it into effect. I pray that you would have your way in us as individuals, have your way in our families, have your way in our church, in our community. I thank you so much for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Yeah, so this week I want to talk about why we pray. Um, you know, last week we got through talking about how, and we're, we're reading this specifically from uh, stories in the New Testament, stories in the, the Gospels um, about how Jesus talked to his disciples about, about prayer. There's a reference in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, in which it says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. That's one of those things where at some point, the disciples, as they saw Jesus and what he was doing, they thought what he's doing is different than what we're we're doing. Now, they had been taught about prayer before. They had recited prayers, whether it was from Psalms or Proverbs. They, they, They had known about prayer. But based off of what they saw Jesus doing, what Jesus was doing and what they were doing were two completely different things. And so at some point, they, they get together and they approach Jesus and say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us what the steps are, what we should, what we should do. I think sometimes, even in our own personal walk with Christ, that, that we get into the habit of, man, we do what we do because someone else taught us. 
because this is what we learned in Sunday school or this is what we learned from our parents. But I think, I think especially even as today as I'm an adult, I'm 30, 37 years old, pushing 38, there's a responsibility I have to, to say, you know what, if I'm going to be a follower of Christ, I need to get into this and I need to follow and see what he says about it. And so this morning, I'm, I'm going to challenge us to look at what Jesus says about prayer. As the disciples learn, I think that we should learn as well. And so Jesus starts out when they ask him, how should we pray? He acknowledges that, that what they had learned, what they had learned along the way, might not be the right thing to do. But because he starts out saying this. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, he says, when you pray, don't. Right? You know, it's one of those things that, uh, that when you're being taught something new, uh, that, that if someone says, don't do that, you're like way off base, right? I had a buddy this, uh, this past week that I was fishing with, and we were pushing around Mosquito Lagoon, and, and uh, he, he made a cast, and I said, no, no, don't, don't do it that way. And he's like, what do you mean don't do it that way? That's how I've done it my entire life. I said, well, that's great. Your entire life, you've casted a real wrong. But it was one of those things that it, it was a breakdown. I said, hey, stop. What are you doing? Let's, let's start from scratch. Let's do it. Let's do it a little bit different. So Jesus, he starts out, he says, don't. He tells his disciples, don't do this. He says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. Jesus says, don't, don't make this thing. This is not something about being public. This is not about what other people think about you when you pray. Because if that's what you're worried about when you pray, if you're worried about if someone's going to think that you, you sound good or you sound stupid or, or they think that you're spiritual or not, like it, it doesn't even matter because that's not the heart behind what prayer should be. He goes on in verse 7 and 8. He says, when you pray, don't. He says, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers will be answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again. He says, don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. I think sometimes we get, we talked about this last week, sometimes we get into the habit of if we just say enough words in our prayer, we're like we'll fill up the volume of prayer that we need to get what we need to get. And Jesus is like, hey, that's not, that's not how prayer should be. It's not about the volume. It's not pu- about putting in the right ATM code into the spiritual jute box or whatever it is. That's not how prayer is. It's about, it's about the heart. But as I read this, even this past week, as I read it again, that last part in verse 8, Jesus says, don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. I thought to myself, I said, it's kind of weird. Like Jesus says, God knows what you need even before you ask. Even before, even before you pray, God already knows what you need. And, and the rebellious part of me says, well, then, like, why do we, why do we pray? Why do we pray if, if God already knows what we need? Like, isn't it kind of a mute point? Isn't it redundant to say, you know, I, I need, God, I need this, even though you know that I need it. What's, what's the point in, in praying? I feel like when Jesus said this, he knew exactly what was going to be transitioning in his disciples' brains. He knew that they were going to ask the next question of, well, why? Why are we doing this? I think it's a good question, good question to ask. Why should we pray? I think when it comes to the why, when it comes to the, the, the things that, 
the reason of why we need to connect with him. I think it comes down to this. I think it comes down to the purpose of what prayer is. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, it says, Jesus, he stops saying don't. He says, pray like this. He says, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think, I think when we pray, there's this initial, especially in the mornings, there's this initial start to our day that is one of humility. It's one of, of submitting to, to saying, you know what, it's not about what I want. It's about what God wants. Even as we saw, and we talked about this the last week, even as we saw Jesus in his, his last moments on this earth, he looked at God and said, not my will, but your will be done. I think if we can start off our relationship with him, if we can start off our day with that mentality of saying, you know what, no matter what comes, God, I want to do what you want me to do first. I, th- I think if we can pursue that, I think our lives will change for the better. I think, I think we will change for the better if we put him first in it all. And so I think there's three reasons why we pray. Three reasons. The first one is this, I think we pray for provision. We want to be provided for, right? How many of you guys like know like you want to pay, continue to pay your rent? You want, anybody here want to continue to pay your mortgage? Well, no one wants to pay their mortgage, but you, you, you hope provision will come in enough so that you can make the bills, pay the bills that you've got to pay, that you can keep food on the table, and you can keep gas in your tanks, which seems like it's getting harder and harder each week. I think it's okay to pray for provision. I don't know how many times Eric and I have had uh, meetings with people. We've connected with them, and they're like, man, I'm just struggling when it comes to prayer. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm not supposed to be praying for things for me. And when I hear that, I stop and say, what? why do you think that? Well, you know, there's other people. God needs to help out other people. I just don't need to, I don't need to be praying for, for me. And I understand the sentiment they're doing, but I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what God wants. I think it's okay for you to be praying for you. I think you should be praying for you. Now it matters in, in what heart it's for and, 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 you know, back to the thing where it's, God's not this spiritual ATM where you just put in the right code and out comes what you need. But I think God wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to have that connection. He wants you to have that conversation with him to say, hey, this is what I need. Jesus, he says, when, when you start to pray, he says, pray like this. He says, give us today our daily bread. Matthew 6, verse 11. Give us today our daily bread. Now, for this to make sense, you've got to understand the context of the time. Like back in the day, they did not have the Chick-fil-A on the corner that you could go to and get yourself that chicken biscuit in the morning with a delicious Sunjoy. You guys ever had one of those? It's sweet tea and lemonade mixed together. Oh, my gosh, it'll change your life in the morning, especially if you've got to drive your kids all the way to Oak Hill to go to school. Whew. little chicken biscuit. Now, you guys are all going to be mad because you can't go get chicken biscuits out of here because uh, Chick-fil-A's ch- closed on Sundays. But back in those days, they didn't have that. Back in those days, you had to grow your own food or you had to, to buy your own food and you had to, to hope that there wasn't like a drought in the land because then, like, how would you be able to even buy grain? When it comes to provi- provision, specifically even just for survival's sake, there was a lot more on the line. So it's this understanding of, like, God, I'm going to pray for 
that, that you'll provide for me daily. But not only that, Jesus is also giving them context. They would have understood that what he was talking about was also referencing back in the Old Testament days when Moses is bringing the Israelites out of Egypt as they're wandering through the wilderness. There comes to a point where they have to have faith in God that God's going to provide for them food every day. And he did it by this miracle of manna on the ground in the mornings. Manna was this like bread-like substance that as they would collect it, they could, they could put it together and make bread out of it, and they would eat it, and that would sustain them. But as they put the, the manna away to save it for tomorrow, they said they would put it away, and it would immediately decay and rot. And so the way that they were to, able to survive is they would have to wait till the next day in which God provided manna from heaven onto the ground, and they would collect it, and they would eat it. It was literally the thing where they would pray. They, they would rely on him daily to show up. It was this, and so as Jesus says this, he says, give us today our daily prayer. He's talking about this idea, this mentality we should have of humbling ourselves and saying, God, daily for what today is, for what I need today, I pray that you would provide for me. For the things that need to happen in my life today, not, not later on down the road, I'm not going to worry about what happened yesterday, but, but just in this moment today, I'm going to humble myself, I'm going to say whatever, what you want to happen. I'm, I'm, I pray that you provide for me. I think it's also adjust our mindset, even if we're very successful. You might be here today, you might have a, maybe you've got a fantastic job or you've got a fantastic business that you've started. Maybe you've got money in the bank stored up and you, you're good to go. I think praying a prayer like this continues to humble us to remember that God's in control. Today, I don't care what's in my bank account. I don't care what I think is going to happen in my business. God, today, give me what I need today. I'm trusting in you. It's a step of submission and humility when it comes to praying for the reason why we pray. It's One is for provision. The second reason that we pray is for pardon. The Bible says that, that all of us have sinned, all of us have fallen short. I'm definitely one of those. I think that there's times in our lives in which we step away from God, we step away from having a conversation with him because of the sin in our life. Because we think, you know what, because we have this sin now, we're separated from him, that's not something that we can bring to him. We're unclean. We're, we, we've messed up. He knows about it, and so we don't want to deal with the shame that we feel like we got to go through to, to get it taken care of. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, Jesus says, when you pray, he says, he says, pray like this. He says, and forgive us our debts. He said that this is something that, that you should be approaching God about on a daily basis. Father, forgive us for, for what we've done wrong. Maybe there's something that happened the, the day before. Maybe there's something that happened that morning. Maybe the, the, the line at Chick-fil-A was just way too long, and the person in front of us doesn't understand that you've got to go around the building first before you get in line. And you're trying not to tell them you're number one. You know what I'm saying? If that's you, by the way, don't put a cosine sticker on the back of your car. Put, I got someone else's church's sticker you can put on there. But maybe daily we stop and we say, God, you know what, there, there was something maybe I, I, I fell short. 
don't not pursue him. Don't not have a conversation with him because there's something you've done. Daily you have the opportunity to take it before him. Say, Father, forgive me of my debts. Forgive me of what I've done wrong. He doesn't stop there, Jesus, doesn't he? He goes on, he says, he says as, we forgive, as we have forgiven our debtors. And it's all in the same sentence. It's not like two separate thoughts. Jesus puts in, he says, he says it's okay to pray for forgiveness, but you also got to make sure that you're willing to forgive. I find it a lot easier to ask for forgiveness when I've done something wrong than it is for me to forgive someone who's done something wrong to me. I was talking to a buddy uh, even this past week. I said, uh, you know, I remember a lesson I learned in life was it's better to beg for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. You ever heard of that before? Don't apply that to your life. That is a very unhealthy thing. I've done it in my life. It's not, it doesn't work out always good. Erica especially. She's like, where'd you, where'd you get this fishing rod? They gave it to me. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's It's okay to pursue God and say, God, please forgive me of this, but we also have got to be able to forgive those that have hurt us. It's not always the easiest thing for us to do. But I think even in that thought of as he's communicating to them, you have the ability to pursue God. I think he was opening up their mind to something, even us. Because in those days, when it came to, to you praying, when you having contact with the Father, the only person that was able to go in, the only person that was able to deal with the sac- pay the sacrifices or deal with the sacrifice that needed to be paid for sin was the priests. And the priests, they could not go into the, the holiest of the holies unless they had no sin in their life. They had taken care of it. They had they'd done a sacrifice themselves. They had gone through the process of being made clean. But even as Jesus dies on the cross, it says that in that temple, the the veil for what separated the holy of holies from everywhere else, where, where the presence of God was, it says it ripped from top to bottom, this miraculous feat that could not have happened by any true any any man. And it's so symbolizing the fact that there's accessibility. You have access to God on a daily basis. Where if you mess up, something happens, you can stop. And you can pursue him and say, God, God. I'm sorry I did that. You don't have to come to me. You don't have to come, come to church and say, Pastor, let me, tell you, let me tell you what I did this past week. Man, I'll pray for you in anything, but, like, man, I don't know how many times people come to me and say, like, man, I just I, I messed up. You know, I looked at porn this week. I shouldn't have done it. I said, well, you told me about that last week, too. Why don't you just stop looking at porn? Not an easy thing. I was like, why don't you talk to God about that? Why, why are you in the moment? Say, you know what, God, this is not what you want me to do. I'm going to pray now. Forgive me. Sometimes we flow over that second part, though, where we're supposed to forgive those that are indebted to us. I think one of the things, reasons why we pray is for pardon, and the last thing is for protection. Matthew 6, verse 13 says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, I think there's a lot of things in life um, that want to try to keep us from what God's best is for our life. I, I think daily we should be talking to God about asking him to protect us as the good father that he is.
I love that, that Jesus, when he talks to his disciples, he tells them to approach God as he is a father. Because I think, I think part of these things are, are responsibilities that I have as a father. I've got a responsibility to, to provide. I've got a responsibility to protect. And as I see the world that we live in is continuing to break down, as, as we live in a world that is going through tough very tough things. I feel that tug in my heart more and more to protect. But there's going to come a time in which Olivia is 18 years old or whatever, in which there's going to be things that I'm not going to be able to protect her from unless she comes to me and says, Dad, I need help with this. Dad, I need help with this. So I want to challenge you to when you pray, pray for these things. It's okay to pray for provision. You should pray to be pardoned. You should pray for, for protection. I remember when I was taught this prayer earlier in, uh, in life, this, this Lord's Prayer. It ended differently. The prayer ended something like this, said, For thine is the kingdom and the honor and the glory forever and ever. Amen. But over the years, as I've read it back, and specifically in Matthew, when I'm reading it in the NIV, it's, it's not there. I did some research and come to find out that in the early Greek manuscripts that that part wasn't there. It was added later. And so, so Jesus, he says, man, the, one of the last things he says, he says, pray for protection, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But he doesn't stop there. As he's talking about protection, he goes back to what he said before about forgiveness. This is the next verse over in chapter 6, verse 14. He says this, he says, For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. He talks about this idea of being pardoned, and then he talks about protection. But then he goes back, he says, hey, part, part of the thing that you need to be protected from is this thing called unforgiveness. And, and this is the last challenge I have for you today. I think when it comes to us and approaching God the Father and asking for these things, there's many times the thing that gets in the way is that we ask for forgiveness, but we're unwilling to forgive. And you sit here this morning and you say, but Ryan, you don't know what's been done to me. You don't know what that boss did to me. You don't know how they cheated me or they stole from me. You don't know how that employee talked bad to me. You don't know what my ex-husband did or my ex-wife did or how I've been treated. Some of you think, Brian, you don't know how my, my parents treated me. And I don't want to take... I don't want to minimalize any of that. I understand there's hurt. I understand that there's pain. But I think part of the thing that Jesus is trying to communicate is when you hold on to that, that hurts you more than it hurts them. When it comes to you receiving the protection from God, the good Father, one of the things that hurts you more than anything is your unwillingness to forgive. 
I had a man in my life that, as he was discipling me in, in pastorship, he said, man, that the unforgiveness thing, it'll come back and it'll bite people. He said, unforgiveness is like waking up each and every morning, taking poison, hoping it's going to kill the other person. When all it does is continue to, to hurt you over and over and over again. And so I want to challenge you when it comes to your prayer life, when it comes to you waking up each morning and, and sitting and starting the day in humility and saying, God, I'm going to rely on you for your provision. God, I'm going to come to you as the good father you are and ask to be forgiven when I mess up. I want to have the honest relationship with you. I'm not going to try to hide anything from you because I don't know what's not able to be hidden. As a good father, I'm going to ask you to protect me, protect my family. But then to, to remember in that, in that prayer time, it's also opportunity to forgive others. Jesus, when he was asked what the most important commandment is, he tells his disciples, he tells those around him that we're supposed to love God with all, every part of our lives. And right as the point they're satisfied with the answer, he throws in an interjection. He says, but as equal to that, we're supposed to love those that are around us. We're supposed to love those that have hurt us. And so today I want to I challenge you with this, that if there's something that's you're worried about being provided for. Start praying for provision in your life. If there's something that's been keeping you from approaching God, there's sin in your life or something, man, today, this morning is an opportunity to, to ask to be pardoned. If you're afraid for what the future might hold for you, your family, your work, your kids, your country, let's pray for protection. And ultimately, Let's remember that part of what we're called to do is love those around us, even those that are hard to love. And so in that, there's opportunity to forgive those that have hurt us and be freed from that burden of unforgiveness. And so today I want to pray for you before we leave this morning. band's going to come back up and we're going to sing one more song. But the theme of this message is that of surrender. Start your morning out with surrender. Father, give me today what I need today. I'm surrendering the day to you. Father, forgive me of my debts, of the things that I've done wrong. I surrender them to you. Father, protect me and the future of what it holds. I surrender it to you. I think if, if we do that as followers of Christ, if, we, if we'll surrender it to God, I think, I think it'll make our lives better and it'll make us better at life. So that's my challenge to you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, you know the things that we're dealing with. You know what we're struggling with. You know the, the hurt and the pain that we have and the, the unforgiveness that we've been holding. That part in our life that, that says there's got to be a check and there's got to be a balance and there's a pain that's been had. There's got to be a price to be paid. But God, I know that you've already sent your son to pay the price for our mistakes. 
for what we've done wrong. So, Father, we, we say, as you've forgiven us, I pray that we would forgive them, that we would surrender that to you. I thank you so much that as we continue to pursue the way your son lived, that we can believe the best is still yet to come. And so I pray that as we've learned about how we should pray and we learn about why we should pray, I pray that, that today and tomorrow and the next day that we would not let that fade away, but we would be charged to, to start this part in our life, to, to take the next step of this part of our life, to, to grow, to teach our children how they should start this part of their life. I thank you so much for what you're going to do. I pray you continue to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.